When the previous Rebbe came to America today, in 9th of Adar, he made a declaration. The declaration was, America is not different. On the surface, what he was saying was, people think that Judaism, Torah, mitzvot, is something that was kept in Europe. But now he came to America, on, on the uh, Ellis Island, unfortunately, you know, thousands of pairs of tefillin were left in Ellis Island on the, on the ship. They thought, it's not relevant. This is something we kept before. Now in America, it's different. So his declaration, America is no different, on the surface, is just saying that he keep Torah mitzvot here as well. But there's also many other deeper connotations to that statement. And one of them is, is that there's no difference between what, whatever situation you're in, you have to feel Hashem's presence in whatever is going on. It doesn't matter if it's, in your mind, it's a more of an American kind of thing, or if it's more of a is holy Jerusalem kind of, kind of experience. Whatever is going on, you have to feel your connection to Hashem, no matter what's going on, whether it's American and, uh, or, or it feels like a naturally holy thing. And that, that, uh, that truth is very relevant to this month, the month of Adar. Month of Adar is a month we're supposed to increase in joy. Every day have more joy than the day before. More simcha, more simcha, more happiness. But what do you do when you're in a situation which it's hard to be happy? All of us have different things going on in our life. Some days, you know, we're like Eitan. Right? You do one of those today? No? But some days it's not. Some days it's not. The question is, how do you reach the simcha? How do you always reach the happiness? How do you get there? So in this Torah portion we read about, let's look at this through the prism of this year's Torah portion. This week we read about the various garments that were worn by the Kengal. One of the uh, garments that was worn was the Urim Vitumim. Urim Vitumim, the breastplate of the Kengal, had 12 stones on it. And each stone had a few letters of the olive base, the name of each tribe. And we all know that when any question came up, Aaron would ask Hashem. And then the letters that came up on the, uh, that shined, that started to shine, that was the answer of Hashem. Amnechoshem. So, so the question is, the Torah says three times that Aaron is the one who should wear this on his heart. Aaron should wear this on his heart. Aaron should be in the heart of Aaron. The Torah repeats it again and again. Why was Aaron the, the one who was chosen to receive this distinction, that he should have this, uh, this uh, ability to speak to Hashem, Hashem answer him. We always know that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one who gave us the message of Hashem, and here Aaron gets this distinction. So the Torah emphasizes, you know why he gets this? Because it has to do with the heart of Aaron. What's the heart of Aaron? What's unique with the heart of Aaron? The Torah says that when Moshe was going to return to Egypt and to redeem the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, asked God, he said, I don't want to go. Send somebody else. Who should you send instead? Send Aaron instead. Send Aaron. Why are you sending me? Send Aaron. Why all the brothers? Send Aaron. So Hashem responded, when Aaron will see you, he'll be happy that you were chosen. So the simple thing the Torah is saying is that Aaron had them, this, this attribute of firgun, or in Yiddish there's a word far, farginen. I don't know if there's a word like this in English. I don't know of the word. In English, maybe that's why I think it's an un, 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 un American kind of thing. Lefargen, 
Farginin, in English, no such word. It's a, the previous Rebbe actually said there's three, three months we don't have in, 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 um, in, in America. We don't have of, which means a father. We've, people just call the fathers papa, you know, or pops. You don't have, you know, the, the prestige you have for a parent. You don't have of. You don't have, you don't have uh, tevis, tevis, and the Ashkenazi pronunciation is tevis. People don't do favors. So we're missing some stuff over here. And, and also there's no er. Ear is the way you refer to someone with prestige. You say ear, which in Yiddish means you in a very you know, honorable way. So another thing that's very un-American is pirgun. Pirgun. Pirgun means that you, not only you're not envious, but you actually feel good that someone else has something. So I wish there was a word in English, because I have to repeat this every time I'm speaking in English. I don't have to say six words to describe what I'm trying to talk about. You know what I'm talking about. Pirgun, which means to be happy when someone else has something good. Mendel Futafas used to say, when someone else has a tsar, when someone else has, has a problem, Someone else says something, you know, hardship. Jews are rachmanim, they're merciful, children are merciful people. They're quick right away to help. When someone has a problem, though, I'm sorry, when someone has something good happening to them, it, we're not as fast to rejoice with someone else's joy. It's easier to feel bad for someone when they have pain, but to be happy truly for someone else's joy is, is, not, is not as common. So that's the unique thing about Aaron, that he had this attribute of firgun, he has this attribute of not... Instead of being selfish or envious, the opposite, he was happy for Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, he had that. But why is that relevant specifically to the Urim Vitumim? Why is that relevant to this distinct honor of wearing the breastplate? Why does that have to do with Firgun? Why does that have to do with being happy with someone else's, someone else's goodness? The answer is like this. We read later on in the Torah, we discussed once, about the story of Hannah how Hannah was in the, te- in the temple and she was crying, asking God for a child and the high priest Eli looks at Hannah and he's wondering, is this okay, what she's doing? He never, she was the first one to widget, what you just did earlier, Lachash, Amida. she was the first one to do it, she, she prayed to Hashem silently, so he was wondering is this okay, is she, is she normal what she's doing or is this is, this, is she drunk? So he asked he asked Hashem, what's going on? And he saw the letters Shin Chaf Reish Hey. And he interpreted what Shin Chaf Reish Hey? Shikora, she's drunk. So the Goyim Vilna, the Vilna Goyim, and others say that the real message of Hashem was Kisara or Kishera. She was like Sari Menu, or she was, she was a kosher woman. She was actually not drunk. She was doing something really special and holy. So that means Hashem sends a message, and the message is there that you got the text from Hashem, but how to read that text, you have to be Aaron. There is someone who has no selfish bone in their body, you're happy with another person's fortune, that's the way you can get in touch and in sync and close to Firgun, if you have that attribute, then you'll be able to know the right combination of, of Hashem's words. Without that, without that, that attribute of Firgun, you'll hear the words, you'll get the letters, but you won't get the right message, like the story of Eli HaKoyin. So that's why Hashem said that Aaron HaKoyin, specifically, he will be the one to wear the Urim Vitumim, because Aaron HaKoyin has this attribute of Firgun, this attribute of, of really being happy with someone else's, someone else's um, goodness. This, in history, we see how always jealousy is caused all the problems in history. Let's start from the beginning of creation. Don't worry, I'm not going to give a class that goes all the way back, a six, seven hour class, but let's start a couple of examples. Sin in the tree of knowledge. The snake tries to seduce Adam and Eve to eat from the tree. 
Why do you want them to eat from the tree? What was he interested in? He was jealous of Adam. Why was he jealous of Adam? First of all, he was jealous of Adam because Adam was so smart and Adam was, was so brilliant and he was so special and so beloved by Hashem. Second of all, he saw this unique bond that Adam had with Eve. He's like, what's this? How could they have that? He was jealous. I know what to do. If, if, if I kill uh, Adam or kill Eve, they won't have that anymore. I want, I want everything to be jealous about. So he wanted to, so he wanted to end this feeling of, of jealousy. Or uh, Chava and Adam. Why did Chava give to Adam the tree? She ate from it herself. Why did she give it to Adam? She said, what's going to happen? I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to die. What's he going to do? He'll marry somebody else. He'll marry someone else. That can't happen. So she said, you better eat it too, just in case. Just in case. It was this idea of jealousy. Or, later on, Cain and Hevel. What did Torah say about Cain and Hevel? Cain is jealous of Hevel. Why is jealous of Hevel? Because Hevel offers a sacrifice and it's accepted, and Cain's sacrifice is not, not, not accepted. Or, another interpretation? No. What's the other interpretation? No one knows. Interpretation is, Cain had a twin born with him that he married, twin girl, and Hevel had two twin girls, and the second twin was the most beautiful woman alive at the time, and Cain said, I'm the older brother, I get a double portion, so they, they, that, that's my wife. And so he was jealous of Hevel's wife. So, so we see again and again also the story of Yosef and his brothers, which brought the whole tragedy of, of us going into Egypt and slavery. Where did that start? It started because of the jealousy of, Yosef, of Yosef's brothers of Yosef. Later on, the story of Yeram ben Avat, Avat, who was considered the greatest sage at his time. It says that compared to Yeram ben Avat, all the other, all other rabbis and leaders in his time were compared to the grass. They were like, they were like dust before his feet. He, the, the insights of Torah that he brought to the world, everything else was negligible compared to his insights, insights of Torah. How did he make this mistake of putting up an idol? That everyone should pray to an idol. Where did that come from? Where did that mistake come from? It says that he, he was a king over the uh, majority of the Jewish people, and Yeravam was, uh, I'm sorry, Rechavam was a king of the, of, of the, of the uh, king of Yehuda. So what, what's the law? The law is you go to the base of Mikdash, go to the temple, only those who come from David HaMelech have the right to sit in the temple. If you're, if you're the king of 10 tribes of Israel, you, know, you have to stand. So he says, what's going to happen? I'm going to come to the temple, and I'm going to stand and he's going to sit? It's not, it can't be this way. And therefore, I'll look like a slave. So therefore, he says, that's why he, he, all of his mistakes that he made was because of the jealousy that he had. In fact, Torah says a crazy, Torah, unbelievable thing. Torah says that Hashem spoke to him. And Hashem said to him, what's your problem? What do you want? He's, 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 Hashem said, I'll tell you what's going to happen in the future. Me and you and Ben Yishai and David HaMelech we're all going to walk in Ganeidin together. We're all going to have a brain. We'll have a great time Ganeidin together. Me, you, and Ben Yishai. So he asked, who goes first? Now, one second. Eitan, why do you ask who goes first? Hashem said, Hashem, you, and Ben Yishai. Why do you ask? He asked because he wanted to make sure. Why do you want to make sure? Because he had this feeling of real jealousy and real envy. And therefore, he had to hear it again. Like some people, when they go to a wedding, and they say, we like to honor... Uh, Yaakov to read the Ketubah and, and, and Yaakov suddenly doesn't, he can't hear that he announced his name. Why can't he hear? Because he wanted him to say it again. Oh, oh, you called me? Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, you want to honor Yaakov to read the Ketubah, you know? So, um, so Hashem, Hashem, so we see from here 
that yes, we see from here how all these tragedies are all cause of jealousy, but on the other hand, this teaches us the opposite, how the attribute of, of Firgun, the attribute of being happy for someone else's good fortune can bring you to the highest levels. That's why Hashem told Cain, Mach, why are you so angry? If you will, if you will be able to, to uh, be happy for Hevel, if you'll switch things around, you will ascend, you'll go to a better place. Doesn't matter where we were a moment ago. The moment that we decide to be, be, be happy, to look at, test in the Torah, who is wise? Who is wise? Someone who knows their place. When you realize that we're all part of one puzzle, we're all part of, each of us has our own role and we all have our own background, our own place in this world. When you realize that, so then we're not, it's not that you feel threatened by another person, you feel like he has his mission, I have mine, and, and we're all part of the same harmony. If you're part of a harmony, you're playing the, the guitar, or you're playing the piano, you're playing the violin, and Yankel, the guy next to you, he's messing up in the harp. So you can't play, you're, you're supposed to play the piano, you can't play the piano properly because of Yankel. Sing to Hashem all the earth means that you feel that we're all part of this, that we all have something, something to contribute to Hashem's plan and creation. We all have a shlichut, we all have a mission. That's the key to open up your soul, to, to, to feel to feel your neshama more. What, what, a person who is tzar ayin, a person who is, has a, a begrudging eye, who is thin and can't be happy, he always asks, why does the other guy have and I don't have? It's not that it's really true. He always feels that way. But why does he feel that way? He feels that way because he's, he's doesn't, he can't be happy. He, 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 you know he's a tzar ayin, you know he has a bragajan eye because he's unable to be happy. The month of the Rizal says that each month of the year corresponds to one of the shvatim, one of the tribes. Which month is month of Adar? Know the Kailabas who know, who know, who know all the, uh, know the Midrashim? What's the month? Huh? March. Not, 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 what, what tribe? Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Uda? Ah, no? Tribe. Which tribe? Tribe. Strike one. Anybody else? Come on. Which tribe is Adar? The month of happiness. Mm-hmm. Naftali. Naftali is the tribe of, of, of Adar. So that means his energy has to do with Simcha. What does it say about Naftali? It says, Naftali Svaratzon. He is satisfied with what he has and he's full of the brach of Hashem. It says that Naphtali had the smallest portion in Israel. He had a portion, portion next to the Kinneret, the smallest portion, and yet he had the best blessing in his produce. Full of the brach of Hashem. Why? When you're happy, what you have, I read a letter of the Rebbe this week, it says when a person is happy with what they have or whatever it is, a person is happy, Hashem gives you more reasons to be happy. When you're happy with whatever it is, Hashem gives you more reasons to be happy. So, okay, when Hashem gave us the Torah, it says that, what kind of car? The license plates, 6D and 6W. Can they wait five minutes? Who's you have five minutes? Tell him two minutes to come. Okay, so the bottom line, when you, what, what, if I, it's like the, the wall of China. The wall of China is built with the one brick at a time. 
it, it may be that I never started in this, in this idea of trying to be happy with someone else and to see good in someone else and to, to feel good about their good fortune. But when I make a tiny hole in my, in my, in, in my, in my Yetzirah, make a tiny hole in the animal that's covering over my neshama, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you feel, you feel good, you exercise your soul, and you want to do more. When, when we, I tell you a story, during the, um, I know which year the Olympics this was, it was the one year in the Olympics, the, the world's fastest runner is a Kenyan, whose name is uh, Abel Mutai, something like that. Abel Mutai, whatever. Is Ellie's cousin. Anyway, so he's a Kenyan. So, so he, he was racing with, an, with another guy from Spain, and I don't know what happened exactly, but he got confused at the end of the race, and he thought the race was over. He won, he thought, but there's another 10 meters to the race. So what does he do? He stands there, here He's standing there by the finish line, and he doesn't know what to do because he thought he won already. The guy, the guy from Spain who sees him ahead, he, he starts screaming at him in Spanish, go, go, go. But this guy doesn't speak Spanish. I'm like, what does the guy want from me? He's angry because I won. Like, what, what, what? <laughs> so finally, the guy from Spain comes up to him and starts pushing him along. Go, 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 go. And, and, and the guy from Spain, won, uh, the guy from Kenya, won the race. Guy, the guy from, guy from Spain pushed him along. So they asked the, the news reporter, came over to the coach of this guy from Spain, and he said to him, what do you think about that? He said, listen, it's very nice, but I wouldn't do that. Sports are sports. You know, it's time for sports are sports. And they asked us, the, win, the, the loser, the guy from Spain, they said, said, why, said why, why did why'd you do that? He said, I always dreamed, the guy said, I always dreamed that we live in a, a life of, of community where everyone tries to help each other out. And so the guy, the news reporter doesn't get it, you know. People, <laughs> he's like, but you could have won. You could have won the race. He said, I, you, you, you let him win. You could have won a few more spaces and... He says, what do you mean he, I could have won? I won. I won. What do you mean you won? Uh, by, by, by helping him go in front of me, that's how I won. By doing that for him, I won. He said, if I could have gotten the gold medal that I would be embarrassed of, like a, a gold medal that my mother would be embarrassed of, and instead I did what I know was the right thing to do. That's, that's the uh, meaning of Naftali Svaratzon Malbrechat Hashem. Mendel Futafaz, the one I mentioned before, he said that when you have this attribute of feeling good for other people, you're always happy. Because people always have stuff. Yankel got a Tesla. Wonderful. Shmerel got a raise. Beryl got a Shidduch. Laser had a baby. If you're, able, <laughs> if you're able to see, if you're able to feel happy for someone else, you're always happy. And this is the key to building the Beit HaMikdash. The destruction of the Beit HaMikdash we know is senseless hatred. What's the key? And Shem says, I want each person to make their own Beit HaMikdash. How do you make your own Beit HaMikdash yourself? The way to bring Hashem's light, the way to bring your Neshama, to widen the door, to allow more of the light of your Neshama to come into you, is only this attribute of, of Firgun. There was a story about Kedit Yitzchak. Yeah. Not Chrysler, but it's probably my car anyways. It's Toyota Prius. But, uh, are you sure it's not a Chrysler? The green one, the no, green it's blue. Huh? No, it's not a blue green. It's a, it's blue blue Prius, but it's still probably mine, anyways. Huh? Okay, so There was a great. 
אתה פה בפני פארק הזה? כן. אז זה אתה, נו, זה האוטו שלך. אמרו טויוטה, אני אקרא את זה. Okay. It says in the Torah, by Akedat Yitzchak, by the story of Avram offering Yitzchak at Akedat, it says that the Yitzhahara, the Satan, came to Avram, and he said to Avram, do you know what you're doing? You're killing your son? He says, Hashem told me to do this. I'm doing this. So the Satan says to Avram, listen to the Satan. He says to Avram, what, are you, what will you do if Hashem suddenly says after after you kill your son, as a sacrifice, he says, how'd you do it? What will you do? He says, I said, I don't care. If Hashem told me to do it, I'm going to do it. And he went over to Yitzchak. Yitzchak, what are you doing? You know how upset your mother's going to be? Your mother gave her whole life to have a child. You know how upset she'll be? Yitzchak said, I'm going to do what Hashem said to do. But then, you know what he told Yitzchak? He said to Yitzchak, listen, Yitzchak. It's a time. He said, you're supposed to inherit from your father and mother. You're supposed to get it. If you die, you know who's going to get it? Yishmael. So it says, even though Yitzhak didn't listen to him, it entered his heart. And then he went to Hashem, to Avram, he says, my father, my father, he went to arouse his, his father's Rachmanut, and think about it. What touched him wasn't that he's going to die, it doesn't matter he's going to die, but he got somehow even to Yitzhak, not for our understanding, to know what that means for Yitzhak, but it teaches us how susceptible we are to this, uh, to this inyan of, this idea of, um, of, of jealousy. The bottom line is, I'll let you guys go. Bottom line is, Yaakov blessed his children, Yaakov was each child of different quality, different power. Each one of Yaakov's children was supposed to have a different power. But then the Torah says he blessed them all. Why did he bless them all? Each one had different power, different, different, different blessing. When they were happy with each other's blessing, somehow that transferred the blessing to each other. If we're happy with other people, people want to be around us. Some people, they get so insulted so quickly, and you wonder why they get, the reason people get insulted is a problem in them. It's because they feel in themselves so small and so they don't feel wholehearted in themselves that's why the slightest thing it bothers them but if we're able to 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 switch our perspective a little bit and 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 to really be svaratzon to be like the tribe of naftali be happy with what we have then we be moli birchat hashem that's how we bring the tremendous abundance of hashem's brachot and build our own beit hamikdash build our own personal beit hamikdash to bring the more kedusha the more of the shechina in ourselves it has to do with, do with just being Svarat to look at another person and live fargain. The farginin, 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 to be happy with another person's good fortune. Kind of.